And this episode of the Disney Dads Podcast is brought to you as a courtesy from our Patreon supporters. They support the show so you don't have to listen to commercials other than maybe some of that amazing um, that amazing travel agent. What was his name? Uh, Justin, over and away with me travel. Of course, of course we need to talk about him a little bit. But other than that, you're not getting any commercials, guys. And that's because of those guys. Now listen, I might be a little biased here, but when I say that they support the show, they also get free content and a lot of shenanigans happens over on the Patreon side. And when I say, eh, we have some fun, Guys, I mean, we have a lot of fun, so maybe consider joining them. If not, let's give them at least a round of applause and say thank you for a commercial-free, amazing show. Round one was over. (laughs) Parents won. Kids, sip. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing, that it was all started by a mouse. Did we just become best friends? Yep! Gentlemen, start your engines! To infinity and beyond! There's a touch of madness around here. Welcome to Disney Dads Podcast. Show it's a little about us, a lot about Disney, and fun for the whole family. My name is Justin, and I am so excited, well, somewhat excited, to be back from the happiest place on earth. And I am here tonight with two of my good buddies, my brothers, one to the south, one to the north. I'm going to start to the south, Saratoga Joe himself, Mr. Joe Quatrochi. How are you, sir? What's up, man? How are you? I'm definitely had FOMO last week. I'm really mad I could not meet up with you and Katie and everybody in the parks last week, but... Glad you had a blast. Uh, yeah, I had FOMO, man. Stunk. Well, that's rough, too, there. because I was with Dave and Rick Reagan. And you know what I mean? Like, and Melanie. Uh, we were all hanging out and did. Uh, we went over to the other park and did some scary stuff. Did some, you know, people had to hold me. I can't do that by myself. I need someone there to take care of me. So, yeah, we missed you. But, dude, it looked like you had an amazing time. We're going to get into that for sure. But before we do that, let me go to the north up to my brother from New York. Mr. Mike, how are you? Uh, a little disappointed that I didn't get to hang out with my Disney family like you guys did. You know, you got to enjoy the uh, Disney parks, a little of the other park you got to enjoy some of, Justin. Uh, I was definitely vicariously living through you while I was up here preparing for snow training for the next couple of weeks because we have the new employees that are going to be their first time behind the plow. And um, that's kind of like when the snow training starts, you know, the summer is really, really over. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to possibly getting down to Florida sometime soon to kind of we, you know, extend my summer a little bit. So uh, hopefully I can make that happen uh, maybe the next couple of months. We'll see. There's a great training video for plow, uh, people becoming plow experts. They, um, what is these two guys, one guy, he becomes a plow expert and his best friend does, and then they compete. And then the best friend ends up having to save the other one. And so um, it was really good. And they have great jackets to keep them warm. And Mr. They plow Jackets? Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Very I guess you've cool. seen that training video. I have, yeah. I have. We Mr. use it Plow. on a regular that's basis. That's my name. That name again is Mr. Is Plow. Mr. Plow. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, I'll tell you what, guys. We're going to jump around tonight. We don't have just one individual topic. We have something that we are going to key on towards the end of the episode that I'm a little uh, sad about, but we're going to uh, save that for last. But before we do that, we're going to jump around this show because we got a bunch of stuff we want to hit on. And first, I want to start with you, Joe. I want to start... With your trip, because you went somewhere that Mike and I have never, uh, speaking for Mike, I think I'm right, Haven't Mike and I have never been, and that is Vero Beach, man. Tell me all about it. Yeah, I'll, I'll make it quick, because I can make a whole show, and I definitely want to make this probably our next split stage show to really dive into it, because I enjoyed it that much. But unlike a lot of DVC owners, like me and Jen and my wife, we had some leftover points that we had to use, right? It's a, a good problem to have, right? And so we decided uh, this past weekend was our anniversary. And I said, well, babe, you know, we went to Saratoga a few weeks ago. I'm like, you want to try something different? So we decided to go to Vero. We booked a studio at Vero Beach from Thursday night, checked out Sunday. And let me tell you something. I live five to ten minutes from the beach. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we thoroughly. So I'm like, well, you know, and I, I've talked about this with our friends. Like, Why would you go down to Vero Beach? It's the same thing. You live by a beach. Let me tell you something. I thoroughly fell in love with this resort. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a resort guy. Everybody knows I always say it was such a quaint, charming, just 
just an, an amazing, like relaxing experience. I will say this. I've been to Alani. I've been to Hilton Head. I've been to pretty much all the DVC resorts. The cast members at this resort were unreal. There was not one mat nasty or mean person. Everybody couldn't do enough for you. Um, it, it's not a big resort. It's really small. I was told, I asked some of the cast members, we were up in the green cabin room. It's like a, a small little mm-hmm. bar lounge that overlooks um, the ocean. And I said, I'm like, is it normally like not a lot of kids here? I said, well, in the summertime, there's a lot of kids, but we were there. It was like 90% adults. It was like, so it was very adult, very relaxing. The pool was fun. The entertainment by the pool was fun. It, it, and it's it's situated, it's a resort, but it's situated around a lot of like wealthy residents. So it's, it's, it's not like on a bunch we're next to a bunch of resorts. It's like by itself. I mean, I can't say enough about it. Me and Jen looked at each other was like, we want to make this our new tradition for our anniversary. Really? It was that good, man. I'm telling you, like the only thing that's really missing, it doesn't have like a beach bar per se. Um, I have my, my theories about it and it could probably use a second restaurant. Like it's, it's got the one main restaurant, wind and waves. And then it has like a grill, like an inside, like a, a quick service, which mm-hmm. is Wind and Waves Market. And then it's got like the pool bar, the Wind and Waves pool bar, where you can order the same food out of it. So it's like, it's the same kind of kitchen. And you can get the same things in each place, but it could use like maybe a second restaurant. But like besides that, it is just, it was a lovely experience. I use those words, lovely, quaint, charming, because that's what it was. And I'll tell you, it wasn't overly Disney either. It was like, there's no characters, but it was like, it was Disney enough. It smelled like Yacht Club. So okay. if you want that, if you want that Disney kind of smell, smell like the Yacht Club, uh, it has the in-house channels. So like when you look, it says Walt Disney World Vero Beach Resort, and you could see what time the parks are open till. So if you got a little bit of FOMO, you can see what's going on in Orlando and the weather. <laughs> it's tied into that. Uh, but it was just, it was really nice. We really enjoyed it. And the town of Vero Beach in Indian River County, Florida, great little artsy district. We we had a, a couple good meals out off property as well. We really enjoyed it. I really can't wait to get into the next episode of split stays. Life has gotten in a way a little bit here. I hope to get to, that out to you guys as soon as possible, but we enjoyed it that much, man. It really was nice. Give Vero beach a look because we've met a bunch of nice people there. I mean, I made friends with like, you know, I'm very talkative, right? We made friends with like a bunch of random people, other couples that were DVC owners and like, they fell in love with it too. So give it a look. Don't overlook it. It's only an hour and 45 minutes from the parks. It's not far away. An hour from Kennedy Space Center, if you want to make that part of your, uh, you know, and maybe like 45 minutes from Port St. Lucie, 40 minutes. So it's it's in a great location too. So give it a look. Don't overlook Vero Beach. It really is very nice and charming. And I'm wearing my shirt today. So oh, look much, at you. That's, that's how much I loved it. So I mean, it's how much I loved it. So Well, it sounds like they had an extra budget to put towards like making it quaint because they definitely didn't put the budget towards naming things. It sounds like everything's the same name. So they just said wind and waves. Somebody, somebody, they had put, they had, they had hired six people to come up with names. And then once her said wind and waves and the rest of them took the week off, they're like, no, 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 we've got it. Um, dude, you're in the same boat. I am. I always have a hard time booking trips like that because I live, you know, 10 minutes from the beach, but it's such a different beach there than what kind of I'm used to. You know, being further up the coast, I mean, you've been to the beaches here in, in South Carolina. They're not the same uh, as you go further south. So um, I'll tell you, I've been to Hilton Head, man, and I really enjoyed it. That's been a long time ago, but I really did enjoy it. So I'm definitely – you know what? You you hit the nail on the head, though. I think doing Vero as like a parks for four days, Vero for two, maybe go Kennedy Space Center for one, you know, and kind of make that your week vacation and not just doing the parks boom, 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 like slammed uh, in the summer. So, yeah, dude, awesome, man. Uh, I'm really glad you on your pictures – were fantastic. I mean, they were just great. So, absolutely love that you had a had a good time down there. Mike, would you ever go to Vero? I've tried to book that place so many times. Uh, it's been one of those, like I was saying before, a spur of the moment trip. I always constantly check, and if there was ever availability, I would base taking time off of work and going down there. Just never seems to be the availability when we have availability. Uh, as a matter of fact, I even just checked on a whim a couple of days ago to see if there was anything around Christmas break because I'm going to be off for Christmas week and Sarah's going to be home from college and New Year's. I was even even I wasn't had to go for you know a full week or a full stay. If I could have got two or three days down out of it i would have did that stayed someplace else and kind of bounced around florida a little bit uh but nothing it was obviously i listen i know it's peak time it's peak uh it's peak vacation time it's hard to you can't even get a room in disney world right now because all of the rooms are so booked up 
I know it's last minute, it would have been better planning, but uh, we've checked that we've checked that location many, many, many times just to kind of get a quick getaway, and we've just never had luck with getting any kind of availability on what we needed it for. But it's definitely one of our lists. I think I've been more attracted to that after going to a non-park Disney place. So mm-hmm. I mean, listen, Alani is Alani. It's in Hawaii. You can't really screw that up. It's it's such a great, uh, amazing place in itself. But being at a Disney resort and not feeling over Disney, I kind of know what Joe's talking about where you're not you know overwhelmed by characters and and the the that, that kind of like pop century kind of over the top stuff so i am looking forward to that type of resort and um hopefully we'll get a chance that uh, it's available and laura and i can hop down there well i'll tell you what uh why have you joe i want to give your resort um and i'm not talking now about vera i'm talking about your favorite resort the one sitting right behind you uh, a little love okay thank you i remember when we became dvc members the idea of staying at like Old Key West or Saratoga or some of these other resorts was like, eh, why would I stay there if I can stay at the Poly or Animal Kingdom Lodge and have a giraffe outside my door? Or I can stay at Bay Lake and walk to the Magic Kingdom in five minutes. Or I can be at the Grand Floridian and be, you know, I've told the story that it's a place I never thought I would ever stay in my life, you know, being a kid of humble means and, and you know, passing that on the monorail whenever we drive into property. Uh, from staying off property, and you would pass it and just go, well, that's something I'll never experience. Why would I ever go stay at Saratoga? Why would I ever go stay at Old Key West? I'm starting to fall more and more in love with Saratoga every time I'm there. Every time. So I just spent five days at Saratoga. Joe, I, I... Now, let me preface. I think you need a car to really appreciate Saratoga. You do. But if you have a car... I really do think, man, it's maybe one of my top... I'm going to go five resorts, which says something because there's some really good resorts. But it's up there. It's up there. The food is delicious. The food by the pool may be some of the best on property. The Italian sub, amazing. The the noodle bowl, incredible. The Philly, incredible. Um, everything you get there is great. The pool bar is a lot of fun. I love that they... they on the hour, do the do 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 the call to post. The call yeah. to post. I love as a, it. As a Kentucky boy, man, I love that. You know, the scenery for most of the rooms is fantastic. We were over one of the lakes, you know, or and it was just it was beautiful. I could sit on my balcony, and and, and it's it's quiet. You know, other than the three year old we had above us for a couple days that would run at seven in the morning, and Katie and I were not morning people. Uh, it's quiet, man. Like in the afternoon, we could go back. Rest, relax, you know, watch something, read. I just, I can't find something I dislike about it. I really don't. The, the one thing I really love about it is if you're at that resort, you're usually staying at that resort. The one down, the one downfall I have about contemporary Polynesian, Grand Floridian, uh, boardwalk, beach club, right? You get a lot of people that Wookies. aren't staying. Yeah. You get, yeah. You get a lot of people that aren't staying there. And that's fine. Listen, I go visit resorts too, right? But it's not relaxing. Like your lobby at the Polynesian is not a relaxing place. No, it's not. It's it's very. Jen and I were bouncing around on our trip a couple of weeks ago. We went to the Poly for a drink. Everybody's just waiting for Ohana. Like there's nowhere to sit. It's stressful. You're if you're at Saratoga, nobody goes to Saratoga to hang out. Maybe I do. That's about it. But it's like it's quiet. It's relaxing. Yes, it's not a great place if you have if you don't have a car. It's hard if you have to take buses. We've we become over because of the pandemic, we become drivers of everywhere. I used to be a big Disney transportation guy. I drive everywhere now. I'm just like, it's just easier. And if you drive, it's convenient. I park in almost the same spot every time right in front of my building. And yes, yeah, some people say, yeah, it feels like an apartment complex. That's fine. But you know what, though? My apartment complex has got brand new furnished rooms. It's quiet. Got a golf course or lake views close to Disney Springs. And the walk isn't that bad. You could be on the other side of, you know, at the grandstand and, and still walk over. It's not a bad walk. I mean, so I like it. It's charming. It's quaint. I think it's one of those things where we've talked about it on even the first episode of Split Stays. We're like, give a resort a chance because I think you'll fall you'll you'll fall in love with it sooner rather than you know you'll you'll fall in love with it as you give it more of a, of a chance. So I'm really glad. I'm really happy that you've kind of seen some of the things, and especially because you had an adults only trip mm-hmm. that you guys experienced that quietness, that relaxing feeling, going up to a not so crowded pool bar and getting some food and having it be good and just. Easy walk to Disney Springs to the park. That's another just, thing. You're centrally located. Yeah. Like driving to, to, to. Here's the trick. We drove. Actually, you know what? We didn't drive. We took a lift from Saratoga 
to the poly because we went over and went to Trader Sam's. I got there. A lot of people have been asking me how it was. I got there at 2.30. It opened at 3. I was the 17th name on the list. I still got in right at 3 whenever it opened. Um, now, you, we, they were a couple different rules. Before, you could kind of stand up a little bit and move around. Now, everyone has to have a seat. Um, but they are letting you share tables. We met some great friends, uh, Lauren, who her and her brand new husband uh, were there celebrating their um, their honeymoon. I always get anniversary and honeymoon mixed up. <laughs> I still call my anniversary my honeymoon, and Katie gives me a hard time. I always get the two backwards. They were there, and I was telling them, I was like, hey, 10 years ago, we were here too doing that as well. So congratulations, and we chatted for a little bit. And she actually joined the group, so Lauren, welcome to the welcome to the group. But um, we, t- we took that, that lift, Joe, was $11, I want to say. And it was nothing. You know what I mean? We drove to Epcot. It's a six-minute drive. It's nothing. We, you know, you, we, we actually drove to Springs to go eat at Raglan Road. It's a two-minute drive. You take a right and a right, and you pull in the parking garage, and you're right there. And the only reason we did that is because we were doing um, a Hallow Scream at SeaWorld that evening, so we wanted our car right there, so as soon as dinner was done, we could head that way. But I just, everything about this resort, I'm starting to love more. And I think you nailed it, too. I think you nailed it in the fact that you don't get a bunch of people just walking through, taking pictures. This is, I will tell you this, you northerners, this is your resort. I sound like a goofball walking through the pool because it's all New York, New Jersey accents mm-hmm. all around that pool. They're like, I know the one place we're going to, and that's Saratoga. I don't know if it's like the call of the sirens like down there for you guys, but for some reason, you guys flock to that resort. I think a lot of it has to do with there's a lot of availability there. And I think a lot of northern eastern people where we are here are a lot of DVC members. And I think just the opportunity to get down there. I mean, uh, the spur of the moment trips, Saratoga is always open. Old Key West is always open. So it just happens to be one of those trips that uh, if you want to do a last minute trip from up here in the northeast, you want a storm coming in or it's going to be a cold couple of weeks and you want to get down and get some Florida sunshine, it's almost always available. I don't think I have other than the really, really peak holiday weeks. I don't think I've ever had a problem getting a room at Saratoga or Old Key West. It's kind of like the old faithful. You know you're going to get it one way or Mm -hmm. another. There always seems to be availability. Mike, because you rarely have a car on property, do you think we're wrong in our assessment? Like, is this resort for you kind of a last resort? Or, see what I did there? They'll play on words. Uh, because it look, that is the one downfall to this and Old Key West is Disney transportation. If you are staying there, sometimes transportation can be absolutely brutal if you don't have a car. So uh, our last trip that I just happened to be down, our post-COVID trip when the girls had their cheerleading competition, uh, I actually saw Joe. Joe got to see the new Saratoga. Uh, you guys shared a room that room. night. Yeah, yeah. We after after a few cocktails, we, uh, we Joe got to see the room. Uh, the first part of the trip, I didn't have a car till Laura joined me for the rest of the trip. And then we were over at the tree houses. And I would never, ever, ever do the tree houses if you don't have a car. So I definitely think that us having a car is a game changer. I think that as much as I enjoy the, um, the the Disney transportation, I think from here going forward, even though we're going to you know take the flying down, I think I'm going to get a rental car from here on. I'm going to have to budget, it, budget that in as part of my trips. And I could definitely see... You know, Bay Lake, if you're staying there, you know, the Contemporary or one of the monorail resorts, really not needing a car so much. But when you're staying at some of the outskirts, like we like Animal Kingdom as well, that happens to be one of those resorts where you really need a car. So I think that game changer, definitely Saratoga Springs. You'll enjoy it a lot more if you wind up having a car. Yeah. Oh, I I, I can't imagine doing it without a car. Like there's just and, and it's funny you talked about the uh, Joe. Have you ever done the tree houses? No, but I, uh, I I think I've told this story before where um, my sister-in-law grew up going to the tree houses and pre when, pre before the college program lived in it and then the refurbishment years ago, like in the 80s, she went. And uh, so she dragged my brother there and my, she dragged my brother there. They had a car, but they wanted to use Disney transportation. And he said it was miserable. Oh, brutal. No, no, wait, 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 I'm sorry. No, no. This was before they moved back to. I'm sorry, but this is when they were living in Texas. They did not have a car that trip. And he was taking Disney transportation everywhere. And they said it was brutal. They said you had to t- you have to take a bus from the tree houses mm-hmm. back onto main Saratoga property and then transfer to a bus there. I always said my my tip, my Saratoga Joe tip would be if you could walk to main property, there is a pathway uh, that walks along the 17th and 18th hole of uh, LBV golf course. Get to a main bus stop and then take the bus from there because to wait for two separate buses, it's, it's, it's a mess. 
it's probably one of the worst designed things on Disney property resort wise. Like that resort, that should be its own resort. Like they, they make it part of Saratoga. It cannot, it's like the redheaded stepchild. It really is. It's like off. It's got its own gate. Like I can't even get in there as a Saratoga like guest, but it's like, but then you share buses. It's just weird. It's just not well designed. It's yeah. I feel bad. And those are premium rooms too. So not good. Yeah. So I did it one time. Um, I did it one time and I was with Rick Reagan, Dan Rossi, Cheryl Pavia came over and it was a lot of fun. We did it one night, but I, unless you had a car, there's no way, like absolutely not doing it. There's just no way. Um, man, I tell you what, let's talk about this for a second. Uh, Disney announced just yesterday that all-star sports will not be reopening until sometime in 2022. Here's the problem, fellas. They had already opened up availability to book. And guess who books a lot at All-Star Sports? You do. Well, I do. And runners. Oh, yeah. Runners book a lot. People going for Marathon Weekend. It's all crazy. I am telling you right now. I had I did something for a good friend today that we heard this and then all of a sudden we got on to look for other availability. His length of stay was like five days because he's doing dopey. There was no availability other than you go from from a very reasonable resort to now paying five hundred dollars a night to stay somewhere else. And we were able to do a split stay and get it worked out with with two resorts. But dude, I I don't know what Disney is thinking with this one. This is crazy. Because I don't know where they're going to put everybody. All these runners had booked these rooms. So, I, Joe, you're the runner in the group. I've never been there for a race. What is Disney going to do now that they are not going to open up this place that holds tens of thousands of people? I mean, I think it's they're just going to leave it in the hands of travel agents like yourself and everybody <laughs> else to call up and wait for five hours on the phone or make other arrangements. I mean, everybody's still kind of in the running community. doesn't know what the capacity of marathon weekends going to be. There's all kinds of rumors out there. If it's going to be a full field, a half field, like what's, what is the, what is the size that we're, what do we normally usually see on a marathon weekend? Is it going to be half of it? We don't know. Mm, yeah. So, but runners still like you're, you're in your room, very little, you're out doing your races in the morning, you're resting, I mean, you are in your room, but like a lot of people just want to go down. You're you're not there to, you're not you don't want to spend five hundred dollars for a night when you're you're just there for a place to sleep. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I don't know what they're gonna. I don't know what they're gonna do. I I don't know what they're thinking, um, unless they're just trying to push everybody to the more expensive rooms at moderates and above. I don't know. I know personally, I I could not get any um, DVC availability. I'm staying at Pop Century that weekend. Yeah, and so there's not, very limited availability for Pop. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, I'm there. Um, I got a friend of mine who, who I was actually traveling and registered me for the race and got my room for me. So, um, yeah, I'm at pop. I'm not even at a DVC cause DVC is full. So it's, I don't know what they're going to do. It's gonna be very interesting, but, uh, I haven't seen a lot of chatter yet on the running boards, but I'm sure it's going to start picking up. Are they well, refurbishing gotta... the rooms or is it so, just, they just keeping them closed because of uh, not having the staff to keep that end of the uh, resort open? The, the, the reasoning is they're, they're, they're redoing the common areas. So like, you know, the gate, like the areas you can run out in the middle yep. and all that, they're redoing those, but that still doesn't make sense to me because you could still use the rooms and just, you Walk know, off, tape right. those off. Right. Who cares? You know what I mean? Like the runners don't care about that. They're not going to go out there and throw a football, you know, and, no. and play and that kind of stuff. Um, I think it's staffing. I, I just don't think they're, they're back to full staffing yet. And I just, <laughs> to be honest, I don't know if they can find enough staffing between now and January to have that resort fully open for what they need for, for marathon weekend, because it's so important, man. It's just those value resorts play such a key role in marathon weekend. Hey, and Justin, let me, let me talk about staffing. And what was your take last week? Because I remember when I was there a few weeks ago, the amount of college program cast members was off the charts. Mm-hmm. They're the housing off property for months it was empty and now it's just packed. So I don't know if they thought they would have more permanent staffing and then substituting it with college program staffing that they just, they're short on their numbers of what they need to operate that facility. I mean, maybe they just don't, 
They just don't have the numbers. Even with the amount of college program kids that are there, they still don't even have it. Because I feel like I saw a million college program students everywhere now, and they still are shorthanded at a lot of places. Well, I think it's a trio of errors. I think it's, uh, like you said, college program, just now getting in, getting settled, figuring out where they're going. You know, that's just, they've only been on property now, what, a month, something like that, that they're really there. Um, then, you know, staffing in general was was low because of pandemic and reopening and everything. And then, you you know, have a hard time finding people right now. That's everywhere you go is having a hard, you, you know, see uh, signs and windows saying, you know, hiring this position, this, this position. Um, and then three, I think it's international. I think, you know, they're used to having a lot of international staffing come in and you're not seeing that at the time either. So the, I, I think it's going to, this is going to be a interesting next year. You know, we're, everyone's kind of like parks are open. We're, we're back. We're not fully back yet. Like this is, you're still seeing a lot of closures and a lot of stuff being pushed back further and further and further and further. Um, than I think Disney intended for Look, I, you got to be upset if you're, you know, Bob Chapik or Iger or, 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 you know, all the executives that, they, you know, you know, they wanted Tron open on the 50th. Like that was the goal, you know, and that's not their fault, man. Everybody knows that I'm not a huge, you know, Chapik fan, but that's not their fault. You cannot, you can't blast them on that. I think they're pushing through. And if you walk through Epcot right now, it's the land of walls, you know, until you get to a world showcase. And so, but they're just, it, they got dealt this hand that just stinks. And now they're trying to, I think, piece it together. It's almost like knocking over a, uh, a uh, you, ever, you ever build a castle of cards? What do you call it? Tower of cards, you mm-hmm. know? And it's like they got knocked over and now they're piecing it back together. So I don't know, man. We'll see. I, I just think this one, this one was really interesting to me out of all the closures because it does house so many people and it's so affordable for people who are already spending. Joe, what's it cost to do Dopey? $700, $800? No, oh god, I I did it how many years ago? It's um it's over five, six hundred dollars, something like that. That's what I'm saying. Like you've already dropped that, you're committed to it. And now you have to go drop that much more on a room and your transportation to get there, flights and everything, food, and, you know, all that. So it's uh it's an interesting decision. I was shocked when I when I saw it. Absolutely shocked. Mike, any opinion on it? Yeah, I mean uh We've pl- that place has played a big part in my role because my girls have done you know huge cheerleading and gymnastic competitions there. Uh, I know a lot of baseball tournaments. I know it's it's huge for the kids too, you know. And the the sports for us are kind of ramping back up. We have some competitions coming up. We're going to be in Tennessee, actually. We're going to be in Myrtle Beach, uh, and obviously we'll be in Florida next year for a Disney competition. That tends to be one of the greatest places that the kids always have a fun time. Uh, my girls have fond memories of housing there with their teammates and you know the girls they're with, and you know maybe chaperone the room for some of the smaller girls, and the older girls kind of get the rooms to themselves. So it's going to be weird to try and allocate some other place to stay and you know are we going to be able to get a value resort is it going to be availability um but that's been a real popular resort for my family when it comes to doing the uh you know competition stuff at the espn wide world sports center yeah um let's go to some happy news uh i was not in the crowd for this because i had already left property but uh day before yesterday space 220 uh, opened for the first time uh we were talking about things they wanted open before the 50th this was definitely one that has ran a little bit behind it had a lot of delays not even covid delays it had delays with changes in chefs with changes in uh the premise and the concept the building and so now we finally get space 220 open and we're getting first reactions guys with what you've seen joe excited not excited something you want to do something you don't care about yeah it looks like old school epcot Love it. I mean, it, the, the concept looks amazing. My wife loves space. I went to Kennedy Space Center for the first time this past weekend. If there's a launch, we're outside watching it, and this is right at my wife's alley, and it just looks really cool. I think this is, as far as the original reviews right now of the food, people said the food's pretty good. It's not like the best food they ever mm-hmm. had, but it's not the worst. This may be on par with, like, Be Our Guest. That's exactly I, what I was thinking. Because I think Be Our Guest, the food is... is Eh, it's okay, right? But the atmosphere is amazing. I think that this atmosphere looks sick. And I really hope, and not to give it away, but like you're supposed to enter that one room and then that's where you take the elevator up to 220 miles above you know, Earth or whatever, right? And that's where you're eating in the restaurant. I really hope that they, as time goes on with the restaurant, they don't like force you through it. I really hope they keep it an immersive experience that you get to experience that that. I want to keep saying hydro later. I don't know if that's, that's not the right thing. That's Seabase <laughs> Alpha. But you know what I'm saying? Like that, you know, like that part of the show. 
but it looks really cool. Like, I mean, that's, this is one of those restaurants that I just want to just like take, like I could go in there and sit and just have a hot dog and be happy. Like that just look, it looks really cool. Like it'd be a hot dog and some freeze dried astronaut ice cream and I'd be happy. It looks really cool. Uh, we've talked about this before. Jay always had a great opinion on the fact of how much does the atmosphere have to make up for mediocre food for it to be fantastic. And I think this probably will do it. Yes. Uh, I don't. I I think if I went in and and enjoyed the concept so much, but my my thought on it is, I think it may be like once every so often. You know, I have my Disney staple restaurants that I want to be at every single time I'm there. My California Grills and a couple others. Uh, my Pecos Bill. Uh, I've got to go in and and have those. You know, we did the show last week. Uh, me and Mike talking about our ten best meals we've ever had on property. I don't think Space Two Twenty is ever going to breach that list. But but I think this will be one of these restaurants and. And you guys have both brought friends down who've never been to Walt Disney World before. Mm -hmm. And you kind of want to show them an awesome experience. Like, this is why we always go to Disney, right? If you're bringing down a new family or a new couple you're going with who's never been to property or never really done property properly is the way we do it, right? We know kind of know what we're doing, right? This is a restaurant you want to bring them to because it's not something they would see every day. Just like Be Our Guest is that kind of restaurant where, you know, I, I'm eating inside the Beast Castle. This is awesome. You know what I'm saying? So that that's kind of what you would, yes, you wouldn't do it every single time like that you and Katie would go, but maybe once every like year or two, you maybe like pop in there, hey, there's a reservation, boom, we'll grab it. You know what I'm saying? But but if you're bringing friends down there, I think this is one you probably want to put on your bucket list to show them this is what Disney can do. Like, look how awesome this is. Mike, they're doing walk-ins for the next like five days and then they'll, they'll start taking reservations. So they've already started taking reservations, but that's when reservations open up for you to start using your reservation. Uh, would you wait four or five hours for to be a walk-in? Uh, if I was by myself, I might. I think it's going to give a pretty good preview on how good the new Star Wars experience is going to be staying at their resort because it's going to be that kind of all-immersive thing. So I think if I was staying by myself and I wasn't really there on family time, you know, if I, if I was there with the family, no, I wouldn't wait four or five hours for a restaurant. But if it was something that I wanted to do, I would be kind of getting a little sneak preview of what I think the new Star Wars, you know, resort experience is going to be. I think it's going to be that immersive. I think it's going to have the type of technology that really draws you in. So I uh, I would kind of be, you know, kind of sneak peek on what the Star Wars Galactic Cruiser would be. So I would definitely, on my own, wait for it. Uh, and I'm hoping, and by the looks of this, it, it makes good things to come for the Galactic Cruiser. Y'all want to learn something about me? Mm-hmm. I, so I, I, I read every night whenever I get ready to go to bed. And I usually am reading four books at a time, right? Because I get bored with books easy. So I, like, I always have four books going, and they're all different. So they none of them are the same. But one book I always have going is I always have an astrophysics book going. I'm I'm obsessed with astrophysics, and so I just finished Neil deGrasse Tyson's Astrophysics for People in a Hurry, uh, and now I'm reading uh, Letters from an Astrophysicist by by him, uh, Carl Sagan, like all all these great astrophysicists. A lot of it I have to read pages two and three times for my little tiny mediocre brain to understand. But the premise of black holes and everything in space I just find fascinating. So to have this experience, I'm excited to go do this. Um, with that said, and it makes me look very smart, I also just held a pen and didn't realize that the pen was open, and I marked all over my hand. My hand is completely covered in ink because <laughs> I was just running it up and down my hand. Uh, so I am, I am both sides of the teeter-totter for sure, uh, both the high and the low side. Uh, let me give a shout-out. I Look, I've had this pen for probably three years, four years. Uh, it's been a while. We've been doing the show for quite a while. And uh, it is um, one of those things that was a gift from a great buddy, Johnny Renfro, at PL Pen. So shout out. Go follow him on Facebook. He's, uh, he's fantastic. Uh, well, you know what, guys? One of these things, too, is with that opening up, I did go and check out the brand new shop at Epcot while I was there. Joe, have you been in it yet? No, but I've been following everybody on, um, on Twitter, calling it uh, yeah, Epcot Target. So I'm not sure what your thoughts were on it, but... Uh, there seem to be some mixed reviews out there of what uh, Creations is. I'm not a big fan. It it's looks okay. pretty plain. It it's looks pretty okay. plain. For it to replace Mouse Gear, uh, it, it's very niche. It's very... like Some of the merch is really cool. We ran into Aaron uh, White. He was leaving Epcot as we were walking in, and... He had the new Epcot bag and he had the hat and it's super cool, man, with like the, you know, it looks like Spaceship Earth and uh, I, I, some of the merch is good. It's very underwhelming when you walk in. Like I want over the top. 
like you said, it kind of kind of does resemble just a target. So, but they're going to that open style too, you know, like they did uh, with World of Disney when they did the remodel. But World of Disney has a little bit of like color to it. It does. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not just white walls. Like it looks like these are just white walls with like hats, and then like you know, just what what you're selling in that corner. I mean, so like I watched a lot of, I looked at a lot of pictures, looked at some videos of some vloggers out there, and. Looks okay. I, I mean, was there you know, the but, day it opened, man. I walked right in. No wait. Just walked right in. And uh it was uh it was fun. I will tell you this. Look, ladies, let me talk. Me and you, okay? I'm extremely happy for you guys that you get the amazing dresses and the purses and the bags and you know, all this all this cool swag, right? This store is made for the ladies, man. It has a huge lady section, and then there's like three T-shirts for the guys. <laughs> they knew, they know their market, man. They're like, I know what we're putting in here. It's gonna be all this really cool, like Spaceship Earth swag, and you know, Epcot swag, and then all of a sudden, they're like, here, have a shirt, buddy. You know, here's three to choose from. So <laughs> I told Katie, I was like, really? This is what we get? Am I missing something? Is there an upstairs to here or downstairs that I I don't know about? So anyway. That's my opinion. Uh, but uh, but this is bringing us to, just today, as we are recording this, the finally, I missed it, I wasn't in the, I wasn't in the uh, stores for it, they have brought out, and it is all over the place, and guys, get ready to see it, it's going to be around for the next 12 months, 13 months, the 50th merch has dropped, it is in the Emporium at the Magic Kingdom, it's on window display, you can pick it up there, it is 50 Everywhere. Everywhere you will look, 50th merch. Have you had a chance, Mike, to look through some of this stuff? I have, and uh, happily, I very liked when I was going through all the stuff. I mean, obviously, I'm not into the backpacks and some of the dresses, but my favorite thing and one of my best things to get when I go to Disney is coffee mugs. I'm a huge coffee mug collector. If you look at my, if you look in our cabinet here, everything is a Mickey, Minnie, uh, different rides, Tower of Terror, Star Wars. I, I collect so many different Disney mugs, and when I saw the what the 50th mug was like, it looks really cool. It's got the, you know, the characters on it, Mickey's on it, Minnie's on it, uh, Donald's on it. It's got the castle. It's with the fireworks and Tinkerbell in the background. Really, really cool uh, coffee mug. That's definitely going to be part of my mug collection. Uh, hopefully, I get down there to be able to pick it up during the 50th celebration. And um, definitely one of my favorite things. Out of all the merchandise, I'll take a good hoodie once in a while. You know, I, I'm a hooded sweatshirt kind of guy. They look pretty cool too, but I am in love with the Disney mugs. Well, you know, you know people that are down in the parks all the time, Mike. We sure. can we can always go. I can, you know, Joe or I can get you taken care of. Whatever yeah, yeah, you need. Yeah. Um, I'm not. I'm not gonna say that I already have some fifty swag uh, here, but I already have some fifty swag because um, huge shout out to uh, Jess and Garen for uh, sending me a message today saying, "Hey, what do you need?" And it's on its way to South Carolina. So I've got a couple magic bands coming, and I've got a. Uh, Got uh, Katie some mini ears and an ornament because we love our ornaments. We collect ornaments. So, uh, but that's the tip of the iceberg. That's like, that's the little part that that Jack and them saw, you know, uh, before he was unable to be on top of the top of the wooden door because she took up the whole door. That you know, she was just not a nice person. Um, can we talk about how she's the villain of the movie and patron? Can we talk about that? Mm-hmm. She's the villain of Titanic. Everyone knows this, right? Yep. Anyway, uh, she had a great husband. He was, you know, taking care of her, bringing her to, you know, on this Titanic. Uh, we'll get, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. You know, she hogs the whole door. What a, what a punk. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, I will be purchasing tons and tons of merch. Joe, are you excited about 50 merch? Uh, it's okay. I mean, um, I will say this. The 50 has kind of grown on me. Yeah, um, me too. If, at first, I wasn't really keen about it. I was like, ah, it's kind of a lame design. But the more and more I see it, the more and more I see it around the parks, I'm like, oh, I kind of like it. And I think they did a good job on, on some of the merch that I like um, incorporating it. Like, I was looking, I'm looking at Fox 35 right now here in Orlando. And, uh, you know, like some of the backpacks they had posted, I don't think I would ever use it outside of a Disney trip, but it looks pretty cool. I like the way they incorporated, like, the castle into the, the zero of the 50. Um, I'm not a huge Mickey ear guy, but I like the colors. Like, I, you know, I know it's the iridescence, but the, the type of blue they used, I dig it. It's growing on me a little bit. So um, I don't buy too much merch anymore. Obviously, I buy like a lot of like 
golf shirts, you know, like I bought a Vero Beach shirt this weekend and a t-shirt, but like if they have a really cool, like 50th anniversary golf shirt, I buy one of those, uh, may buy, like I said, Mike said a, a hoodie. Cause sometimes like, it's nice to have like a Disney hoodie, uh, when you're like r- walking around the parks, you really probably won't wear it anywhere else besides being in the parks. So it's kind of cool to rock that. So there are a few things that I do like, but I do, the design has grown on me. Um, like it could have been really bad. They could have done like some kind of like pink or whatever, you know what I'm saying? But this is kind of like a color palette that like everybody can kind of get behind. So yeah, I like it. I think it's pretty good. Uh, I'm excited about it. I, I'm just, I'm ready for all the merch. I love collecting magic bands. Um, let me tell you something though. Learned a little trick. You can now use your Apple watch as your magic band. I've heard that. Mm-hmm. And Casper showed me how to do it. Hmm. So now you can, and like, cause your ticket is, is vert. You have a virtual ticket. It links straight to your watch, and then you can just tap your watch, and that's your magic band. And 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 you're gonna be the guy like me who got stuck behind a guy trying to use his watch at the turnstiles and waited like ten minutes. It was awful. So please make sure it's if you're gonna use your Apple Watch as your magic band that it's properly up to whatever screen you need to because Jen and I got stuck and then we couldn't merge into a different link because it was like rope drop it. Well, the Hollywood Studios. It was on, awful. On my watch, I also have my just my puck. You oh, know, yeah, like. So you, it's because I bought the slap band bracelet, the Figment one, and I just take the Figment puck off and then slide it onto my Apple Watch, and it's underneath because put it up near the the face that it, it won't work. Uh, they cancel each other out, and so I just tap it. So I always have that too. That's so. smart. You were, you the rest of us behind you appreciate that. Well, also I walk <laughs> to the very end just to go through. I swag my way through the uh, through the the annual pass holder line, even even if it has more of a line. I'm like I deserve this. Okay. It wasn't open when I was there. Everyone <laughs> stare at me as I go through and clap for me. Oh, that was another thing. You know how I can be an idiot sometimes? Sometimes? When we were at Trader Sam's, <laughs> I knew we were 17th in line. So when they called the first name, I just started clapping real loud. And then it caught on. And the whole hallway down at the poly down there would all clap for everybody. And we would just start chanting like things from Trader Sam's. We'd be like, oh, oh, uh, oh, oh. Uh, like we'd get it. <laughs> Hey, 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 Justin, you mentioned the word idiot. Can I just throw something out there real quick? We discussed sure. this before we started recording. So I just want to say to any of our DDP family that is a Florida resident, I'm sure some of you have seen this online. If you have ordered a Walt Disney World 50th Florida license plate, please use locking uh, bolts on your plates because there are reports all over Orange County and Central Florida of people having their license plates stolen off their cars. So apparently Disney license plates now have become the new Disney annual pass magnets. So there are idiots out there who are stealing people's license plates off of their vehicles. So just a little public service announcement from one central Floridian to everybody. Keep it. If you have a Disney plate, keep an eye on it. Just spend the six bucks on Amazon buy the locking uh, bolts because people are, are doing this kind of crazy stuff. So you said you said idiot. And I thought there's idiots out there stealing license plates. Well, I was so. gonna say I got uh, the 50th merch I got before I left the parks was I have like 16 license plates to hang up here behind me. <laughs> so I was trying to find the best way to hang those. <laughs> so we'll see we'll see what happens. Um, well, look, let's move on to the main reason we're on this show. We're gonna spend about 15 minutes uh, talking about something that I I experienced with my wife. Um, it plays a huge role in our lives and our Disney lives because with Riley, uh, this has been a show that she really grew up on. And that is coming up here in a little over a week. Uh, we will lose happily ever after to retirement. Uh, it will be going away. For me, one of the greatest Disney nighttime spectaculars that has ever been written, ever been uh, put out to the parks, put out to the public, I, I really think it was... Uh, just a fantastic show. So we're going to dive in to the amazing Happily Ever After. And they all lived happily ever after. Each of us has a dream a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. 
Let's start with uh, your opinion when Wishes went away. We're all old enough to remember Wishes, and I love Wishes. Uh, I have Wishes uh, gear downstairs. If for me, the you know the little girl you know talking about Wishes, you know doing the whole thing, it's just starlight, star bright. It, we still listen to Wishes. It was the first uh, fireworks show that Riley ever experienced at Disney, but she was really really young. She probably was up to three and four when it finally went away. Mike, what's your uh, what was your opinion when Wishes is announced? It's being retired, and now we're getting this brand new Happily Ever After. Well, I was really sad about it too because, much like you, uh, that was a huge part of you know our going to Disney. Uh, we started going in two thousand three when Sammy was just a baby, and and that was a major part of our nighttime celebrations was seeing that fireworks show. Uh, you know, I was you know team Wishes, and I was really sad to see it go away. And um, I'm glad to see what it evolved into happily ever after we'll talk about that a little bit but i was definitely on the you know team wishes it was a huge part of my you know first experience with disney i don't remember the fireworks show so much when i was a kid for the few times that i went and you know as my childhood i remember the uh the spectrum magic parades the, you know, the electric parades i didn't remember the fireworks shows per se so my fondest memory and my longtime memory was the wishes show so i was really excited to see it go but i was very happily pleased with happily ever after Joe, what about you? I think it was fantasy. Was a fantasy in the sky before wishes? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it was something like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember some of it that as a kid, but I loved wishes, man. I mean, I've had so many great memories with friends of friends of ours and seeing that show and singing along with the little girl and like, you know, and like we'll get into happily ever after. But I was crushed when mm-hmm. like it went away. And as a true Disney fan, we don't like change, right? I mean, Disney is all about tradition and memories and when they took that away, I'm like, Oh no, like this is horrible. Please don't take away our wishes. Yet it was replaced with something that I think the good company was saying probably even better. Yeah, I think so. Um, and I think we're going to get into that. Right. But yeah, it, great memories with wishes, but we'll, we'll talk about happily ever after now. Well, for those of you who are listening to the show and you never saw happily ever after, make sure to YouTube it, make sure to watch it. I'm very sad for you. Um, well, the shocking part about this guys is that, we didn't have it for that long. It opened May the 12th of 2017. Um, it's the first time we saw really, really high-end projection mapping on the castle. And I think that's what really blew people away. And um, for me, it was... It, when I first heard... Disney did a great job rolling this out. Because what they did was they went in and they wrote this amazing three-minute and like 40-second song. And they released it. Uh... It was sung by Jordan Fisher and Angie uh, Kilhar, Kilhar, Kilhar. I can't. It's something like that. Mm-hmm. And the two of them together, they they go, they record, and they put the song out. And the song is so catchy and so fantastic that I think everybody was like, "Oh, okay, this is calming my nerves a little bit. That I can, I can experience this, and it's not going to be too too uh, too bad for this this changeover." Um, I remember the first time I saw this being absolutely blown away absolutely blown away do you remember the first time you saw happily ever after joe yeah i remember standing right in the middle of main street 
and we couldn't see the projections that well, but we could see them. And I remember, I remember looking at that. I was like, oh, I'm like, all right. I'm one of those guys. I don't YouTube things before I see them. I want to be surprised. I don't do ride previews. I did see a little bit of creations. Okay, I cheated there. But I really wanted to be surprised when I first saw this. And I stood in the middle of Main Street, and I was like, wow. And then I finally had heard the song integrated with the show, and I was like, oh. And I got goosebumps. And the hairs on my arms started standing up. I was like, I like this. And just to talk about that, that song. YouTube the video of them recording that song mm-hmm. in the studio. It's that's that's what I'm gonna miss the most. That song is I listen, <laughs> I ride a motorcycle. I may or may not be rocking out to happily ever after while riding my motorcycle. Okay. So it might have come up on my on my playlist while I'm riding my motorcycle. It's that good. That song is amazing. The two of them, I would have loved to have been in the parks when they have done those surprise shows where yes. they, 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 I would have lost it. I mean, and I'm a 41 year old man. Okay. Uh, but the first time I remember seeing that show, that soundtrack along with the mapping, and I didn't even have a great view of it. And there was still a ton of pyrotechnics. I was like, okay, I can get behind this. And I really hope that harmonious does that for what it, how it's replacing illuminations. I'm really hoping that the feeling I got for this show, I'm going to get that for harmonious when it opens at Epcot. Oh, yeah. I'm, I, uh, uh, me too, because let's just, if we're going to skip to Epcot for one second, I once again was, I'm going to say, forced to watch Epcot Forever. It is horrible. Okay? It's terrible. It is absolutely <laughs> garbage. Garbage. It is bad. It is really bad. If you aren't a like Epcot historian, you have no idea what's going on. And I know all those songs, uh, and it's still just horrible. Mike, we talked about projection mapping. The only thing we saw before this was they they used to do uh, a little bit of stuff on the castle with like pictures and stuff like that. Yeah, that was one of our greatest moments and one of my fondest memories of of doing the Disney trips with the family. I remember they would take the photo pass photos from the day and they would project them onto the screen. So there would be a section of the 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 projection mapping where you would see the people's day. I mean, the, the, I was there with my kids and I got to see Sarah and Sammy's face literally up on the castle. I thought that was one of the coolest things ever. I kind of missed that a little bit. And obviously you could do that with the technology today with the whole, you know, photo pass thing. But uh, that was one of my greatest memories was seeing that up on the castle and um, the look in my daughter's eyes when her face was up on the castle. You know, I mean, everyone's, the entire park is focused on it. I mean, they have no idea who you are, but you know, it was that special moment for my kids to be able to see see themselves literally on one of the most famous places that they've ever seen. Yeah. It, what was that show called? Cause that was before wishes. Oh, and before it was like, it was that. And then it was wishes. Do you remember? Was it once upon a time or something like that? That's right. It was just a projection though. It was just like yes. projections and music. That's all yep. it was. I like that they did that. Cause then you're waiting for like the fireworks to start, but you have this 20 minute thing before where it's keeping you entertained. I'm all for it. Um, I'll tell you what got me about Happily Ever After. It's one thing when we'll talk a little bit about our favorite parts of the show. Uh, when Quasimodo comes on, for me, The Hunchback of Notre Dame is one of the most underrated Disney films ever. It's fantastic. When Out There comes on and Quasimodo is bouncing his way because he gets no love ever. That movie gets no love. He starts going, that's a fantastic song. It's a fantastic movie. I just, I I got goosebumps right then. Joe, you're talking about goosebumps. First time I saw it, and I'm like, oh, they finally did it. They finally did it. They incorporated it. I mean, in that just that first little bit, after you get the keyhole that appears, and he's talking about the um, the happy ever, happily ever after song starts, and it's right after he does his whole, like, each of us has a dream, a heart's desire, it calls to us, and when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. Uh, all we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic. It's just so good, you know. Um, but you have Tiana, you have Ariel, you have Remy, you have Rapunzel, you have Quasimodo, all in that first section of the show. And I, right then I was like, d- boom, done. Because growing up our age, look at me, it's the first time I'm in four and a half years I've ever said our age. Our age, uh, most of them like you old geezers than me. Um... <laughs> Disney Animation's what brought us to this company. You know, I loved the parks as a kid. But growing up, it was watching these movies over and over and over again. And the soundtracks were a part of our lives. You know, and then once we had kids, we got to, you know, 
Mike and you know we relive this stuff, you know, and so it's absolutely great. Give me so give me one of your favorite parts of the show, Joe. So mine is actually just the very end, where mm-hmm. the narrator is just like, and so they I don't know all the words right, but it's after all the projections are done and Tinkerbell kind of comes out at the end, and just the voice it almost sounds like a Kiefer Sutherland. I said it before. I know it's not him, but like it just the the the, the tone of the voice and just how like. He's concluding the story about you need to go and like live your dreams. And like, it's just like, it, it's just kind of co- closes the day. It like, it closes mm-hmm. out the show. It, it culminates your day that you just had in the Magic Kingdom. That's just like, it's just like, it's just amazing to me. Like, it's just like the last time we saw that my wife was like crying. Like, she just, it's just, I can't even describe it sometimes. I know we're on a podcast. I should be able to express my, but the, that ending is just like, it's just, it's the culmination of a day. It's a culmination of, of watching all of your favorite Disney movies all projected on like one of the most famous icons, the most photographed icons in the world, which is Cinderella castle and a place that we all love. And it's just, it's just the culmination of a show. It's absolutely amazing. I just, I love the ending. I really do. The finale is amazing. It's, it's, it's unbeatable for me as good as wishes was at the end. This is better. Yeah, it's better because you come off the scene where you also get one of the other most underrated films of all time, Hercules, with go the distance, you know, and you start to see that, like that triumphant return of characters and just, I, I love it. Absolutely love it. Mike, what's one of your favorite parts, bud? One of my favorite parts during it, the, the technical part of it that I like, I think it's uh, Meredith from brave. She shoots the mm-hmm. arrow up and it goes across the castle, the arrow, you can see the light going across and then it just pops over at the firework coming out the exact timing and the preciseness of the arrow going through and then the firework following behind it. It's just really, really cool. Technologically, I think that's cool the way they pull it off. It's just so seamless the way the projection mapping interacts with the actual firework. I think technically, I, I absolutely love that part. Besides of all the nostalgia and the stuff that I love, you know, when we did this podcast, if everyone, obviously, if, unless you've, this is the first time you've heard the show, you know how we end our show, you know, with this, mm-hmm. with this song. And I think... Um, I kind of want, you know, when we were putting this together, I think that was one of the things that I wanted because this is such a great way to end your Disney day at Magic Kingdom or even your Disney vacation. That's how I wanted to end our podcast on a good, happy, heartwarming note. And I think that, uh, I, I think they do a fantastic job of pulling that off. Well, and this show will end with uh, an extended version of our ending uh, in, in uh, as we say goodbye to Happily Ever After. Um, I looked over at Katie. We were standing there on... When were we there? Thursday? We were standing there on Thursday at the Magic Kingdom, and I looked over at her, and it was the part when Wally, uh, it wasn't Wally's, Olaf comes up, and he says, you know, his whole, like, some people worth melting for, and it goes into kind of that love music, you know, uh, and you get loaves and open door, can you, feel the, uh, um, can you feel the love tonight? You'll be in my heart, which is another one. Tarzan soundtrack, Phil Collins, amazing. A whole new world, and then I see the light with Rapunzel, and dude, she just had tears, just flowing down her face. And then I got emotional, you know, because I'm realizing this is the last time I'm gonna see this, um, and it really was a just. It's hard to say goodbye. I know this sounds silly for three grown guys talking about a fireworks show. It's hard to say goodbye because those memories are there. You know, I, I multiple times I've held Riley and she's singing these songs into my ears when she was like four and five years old. And you know, that's the kind of stuff that I'll miss. Um, now not to say we won't get that with, you know, the brand new show, Disney enchantment coming up on October 1st, but I, I just don't know how they can make it any better. And when Tinkerbell took to the sky, Joe, this last time it's, it was like saying goodbye to a friend. I, that's my one thing. It's my one thing. Tinkerbell has to fly. She has to fly. They cannot take Tink out of the next show. They have to incorporate her. She was there for wishes. She was there, you know, for happily ever after. It has to continue on. She was there before. She was there for fan, uh, yeah. fantasy in the sky. I mean, I have there is VHS home movies that my father shot from the mid to late eighties of, or maybe even early nineties of Tinkerbell flying through the air. I mean, like in a, a really blurry. You know, VHS <laughs> zooming in. My dad's my dad's got it on his shoulder. You know, she's been she's been flying over uh, you know the uh, uh, eastern side of the Magic Kingdom for a very long time. So yes, they definitely need to um, to include that in there. The one thing I will say this, and I think uh, you know, we could all as as guys as sports fans can relate to this. But 
three grown guys talking about saying goodbye to a fireworks show, it's no different than you're a fan of your favorite sports team and your favorite player retires. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, the first day I thought about mind was like when Derek Jeter retired from the Yankees. I'm not even a Yankee fan. But the, the goodbye that the fans said to Derek Jeter as his last game playing, like, it's no different. Those were fans of him and of the team for years, and it's like saying goodbye to a greatness. I mean, and this is the same thing. This is a, a show that's only around for four or five years, but it's brought so many memories it's so many good times with so many people and that we're Disney fans and we love it. Yeah. It's like, it's no different. It's something, yeah, it means something different to everybody. And, uh, I think that's, you know, that's what it means. You're saying goodbye. Do you think this goes down in the history of one of the most iconic songs in Disney park history? I think it will. I think, I think it's got longevity. I think it's no different than, um, if you were to play main street electrical parade. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. You could still play. I mean, you could throw that. You could throw Spectrum Magic out there. It's instantaneously recognizable. And this song definitely has sustainability. I mean, it really does. Yeah. Uh, well, let's start to wrap this up. And, uh, of course, we will we will finish the show with a, a little tribute to Happily Ever After, just with an extended version of our our exit uh, to each and every episode. But, uh, but, Mike, there's something we really, really enjoy doing. And uh, I've taken many of these in front of Happily Ever After. Yeah, you know, if you're looking down Main Street, it's one of the most greatest views you could ever take. It's a picture of the castle. And if you have that picture of the castle, you should post it in our Facebook group because we have an amazing Facebook family that posts some great pictures. That brings me to my favorite thing every week, and that would be Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. It's time for us to get our Picks of the Week. Joe, what's your Pick of the Week? My pick of the week goes to uh, Brittany Dukes, and she is a, a fantastic woman. I met her for the first time. Uh, she recognized me actually in Adventureland, and she was there with her family actually seeing Happily Ever After, uh, like me, for the last time. And uh, she posted a photo with her and her family. She said she bought like a baby, and she really can't blame her pregnancy hormones <laughs> because she always does of how much she uh, she bought during seeing uh, Happily Ever After for the last time. So I just think it's really cool. It's a photo of her and her family watching it the same night I was there watching it. Awesome person. Brittany, thank you so much for saying hi to me and the parks. Uh, it was really cool. Always to meet DDP family uh, in the parks. If you see me walking around, don't be afraid to say hello. But that is my pick of the week. Dude, she's great. I love the Dukes. They are fantastic. And I, I guess I could, maybe I can use pregnancy hormones for uh, for my excuse why I bald in the, in the parks. I don't know. Uh, it'll be good. Uh, Mike, why don't you go ahead, bud? Okay. My pick of the week is going to go to... Uh, I have two picks of the week this week. I'm going to cheat a little bit because, you know, I, I can do that. take one of mine. No, I would never take one of yours. Well, one of them, one of them goes to uh, Lara Fee, who's a good, uh, great part of our Disney family. She got some her first tattoo and her first tattoo of Disney Inc. And she got Ohana with a little stitch on the end. And that is a great way to get your first tattoo. So uh, she definitely has one of my picks of the week. But my other pick of the week is going to go to a new member of the Disney Dad family. It's Adam Carter. And five years ago, he surprised his sister with a trip to Disney for her 10th birthday. And she still talks about how amazing it was. So Adam Carter, you also have my pick of the week. You lucky, lucky person. You know why? Because you didn't steal mine, and I was going to be angry. You cheated before I could even take one. Okay, here we go. Mine is going to my good buddy, Greg Woods. Uh, his little adventurer here is going to try to ride Indiana Jones. Adventure, they're going to Disneyland, and he says, uh, 46 inches to ride. Will he get there? Dude, he's got him in front of a growth chart. He's there, man. Let me go and tell you. He is there, so get ready. To rock and roll with Indy. Have a great time, man. Uh, so happy for you guys. We appreciate you uh, each and every week. Um, also, listen, if you haven't done so, I'm going to make this really short. Scroll down. Click any of those links below to join our Facebook family. Make sure to pick up Jay's book, Pabble. Uh, if you want to become a part of the patron family, which I highly recommend because there's so much amazing stuff over there, including five different tiers you can choose from, A, B, C, D, and E ticket tiers, uh, which now we have had a request to add on a sixth tier, and I am looking into that. Uh, so we will uh, we will possibly be doing that in the future. Um, go over and join that. I mean, for as little as $2.30, you can become a part of the patron family. Become you have access to the Facebook group. Uh, you get the extra part of the show. Not only that, you're supporting us and you're helping us grow this each and every week. Uh, and we appreciate you for that. So that is there. And of course, slap us five stars. Give us a hug if you appreciate for uh, what we're trying to do here to grow this community. It is all about you guys. You know, we're just uh, we we're just a couple guys that get on here and chat Disney. You are the ones who who keep this going and have created an amazing, amazing, positive place uh, that people can come to. So we really appreciate you. 
Guys, let's say happily, happily, uh, happily goodbye to happily ever after. How many times can I say happily in one sentence? <laughs> um, I have mixed emotions. I am both very, very sad to see it go, but I am optimistically uh, enthused to see the brand new show. Um, you know, projections now we know will will go all the way down Main Street. So we, you can see this, you know, go from wishes to now the projections with happily ever after now. For uh, Disney Enchantment, it'll go all the way down Main Street, which I think will be just something amazing to see. So uh, I will be there in a few weeks, and I will see it, and I will give you my opinion on where it stands uh, in the hierarchy of Disney uh, nighttime spectaculars. But guys, before we head over to Patron to talk about some silliness, let me get closing words about Happily Ever After. Mike? Uh, fond memory with the family. I'm certainly going to miss it. I'm really disappointed that I'm not going to get down there in time to see it for it's one of his last ones. Uh, I, I, I probably would have been bowling myself too, knowing that this is my last time watching it. But I'm very hopeful that it's going to be amazing. I have a lot of faith in Disney being that it's going to be some really cool projection mapping like you said up and down the street. And um, looking forward to new things. Joe? Yeah, just you know, the piggyback of what Mike said. I have great memories of the show, the places and the people I've seen it with. Uh, the last couple times that I've seen it uh, with my wife uh, and with other friends that were there as well. Amazing experience. Soundtrack is amazing. I have it downloaded on my phone, so it will live forever in infamy on my phone and through iTunes and through YouTube. So that's that at least brings me a little bit of solace. It's not like it's going to go away forever. We'll have it online. And I'm just really really hoping that disney nails the soundtrack i really am i've got my fingers crossed i can't wait to hear uh what it's gonna be and uh yeah i'm just hopeful for uh the next chapter for uh magic kingdom fireworks uh, spectaculars yeah it's one of those things that i will miss uh and i think it's definitely something i'm glad i experienced and i will always have memories uh watching um and so we will leave it at this uh until next time guys have an amazing week spread some disney love and we hope you find your happily ever after disney patrons stick around we'll see everybody else real soon have a good night everybody have a good night see you guys and so our journey comes to an end but yours continues on grab hold of your dreams and make them come true for you are the key to unlocking your own magic now go let your dreams guide you. Reach out and find your happily ever after. The battles, the stories, the losses and all the glory. We're changed by the way we live every day. Just look up and reach to the sky. We all have the courage to fly. That's a wrap. This has been YDF Media Productions.